is Auto Success, the podcast. This podcast is for automotive sales professionals looking for tools and strategies for maximum success. Now, here's your host, Thomas Williams. Today on Auto Success, the podcast, we're speaking with Marsh Weiss, sales manager of Mark Dodge Chrysler Jeep. We last spoke with him in episode 295, and today we'll be talking about the line between being pushy and being persistent. Welcome back, Marsh. Always a pleasure to speak with you. Hey, Thomas. Glad to be back. Thanks uh, for having me back home. Can you explain the difference between being pushy and being persistent, Marsh? And why is it sometimes so difficult uh, to see that line? Being pushy and persistent, this is something that that you hear in, in sales all the time, Thomas. And, and so that's one thing that I really wanted to key on is, you know, the, one of the most common complaints is uh, customers make about salespeople, Thomas, is that, that the salesperson is being pushy. And one of the, the, one of the most common fears that a salesperson has uh, is being perceived by the customers uh, as being pushy. And so, you know, here's, here's the definition of, of pushy versus persistence. Being pushy is one-dimensional, Thomas. It's a, it's a selfish, self-centered, one-way perspective. And versus being persistent, it, it's a two-, three-, four-, five-dimensional uh, way of selling. It, it's seeing things from several different dimensions. So I, I, think, I think the reason why it is hard for, uh, for salespeople to see whether they're being uh, pushy or persistent is it's really their perspective because pushy salespeople, they, they, they discount it as, as saying that they're being persistent. And, and salespeople who don't want to come across as pushy, well, Thomas, they're not persistent enough. Mm-hmm. So it, it can it can be somewhat of a blurred line, and 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 you know I, I like to say it like this: it's like success and failure. The line between being pushy and persistent, Thomas, is razor thin. It's a very thin line that we walk down. So think of think of in a football analogy: pushy is is like being the fullback. It's it's one way, plow ahead, smash mouth football. And, and, you know, it's 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 one single play. Versus being persistent is being multidimensional. So when one when one direction one play isn't working, if the ground attack isn't working, then you can open it up with an air attack and 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 really kind of move the ball around in different dimensions. And Marsh, I'd be surprised if anybody listening hasn't experienced either a persistent or a pushy salesperson. But what advantages do the persistent salespeople have over those pushy salespeople? Well, yeah, I, I think Thomas, the advantages of per- persistent salespeople have over pushy salespeople, they have the ability to to zoom in and zoom out. So being persistent is is being able to zoom out. So let's say Thomas, I, I don't know, at a thirty thousand foot view, and view the customer's landscape of issues from from a broad perspective. It's it's asking the who, the what, the how, the will kind of questions. So, so for example, you know, when you're, when you're qualifying with a customer, asking the who questions, who is the vehicle for? The what questions, Thomas, of, you know, uh, what will you be using the vehicle for? What kind of equipment were you hoping for? The, the, the why questions, why are they in the market? Uh, the how questions, how often, if it's specifics as far as they're going to be towing or they need a third row seat SUV, how often will they be using that? And then the will questions would be, you know, will you be replacing a vehicle you have now? If they are, which 70% of people have a trade, what do you like about it? What do you dislike about it? And then, Thomas, based on those questions, you then begin to zoom in uh, in your approach in order to land a sale. 
Now, you know, that's all good in, in a perfect world. And sometimes, Thomas, what you, that's not always going to work. Let's say, for example, you start zooming in and you, you meet some resistance with the customer. Well, persistent salespeople have the ability to kind of back out of it and, and gradually zoom back out to readdress the customer's needs. So good salespeople ask questions, Thomas, and bad salespeople have assumptions. And I think the advantages between being pushy and persistence are persistent is it, it's the it's the art of of asking good questions. Um, I mean, look, Thomas, MMA fighters. Let's let's take them for example, we'll, and we'll just cover all sports in this podcast. How about that? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. All right. So MMA fighters do this. They they don't just bury their head. You know, when the when 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 they say fight, they don't just bury their hand their head and and start windmilling. You know, uh, their opponent. What they do, it's very strategic. And, and even when they're caught with a left hook, they back up and re-strategize. But, you know, what happens to us, Thomas, is, is, is we get hit with a left hook, hopefully metaphorically speaking, but, you know, customers hit us with a left hook, and what we do is we, we bury our heads and then we just start swinging. And so what you have to be able to do, the art of persistency is it's being very fluid, uh, Thomas. It, it's being very quick on your feet. And, and and being being adaptive to whatever the process is, not thinking that you know it all, um, and guiding the the direction that you need it to go. My coach used to tell tell us all the time: never stand around watching a play. If you forget your assignment, always keep your your, your feet moving because when you're when you're standing still, that's where the injuries come. And so on, on the blacktop, you always got to keep your mind's feet moving at all times, looking for alternatives. To, to readdress the customer's concern and then begin to zoom in on another approach. Mm-hmm. Now, Marsh, as a, as a leader and a trainer, how can you instill a desire for, for uh, the persistence rather than pushiness into your employees and your team? Well, that's a, that's a good question, Thomas. Um, from this point forward, I think you have to hire determined how high is high, how far is, high, how far, is far as salespeople. You have to, you have to, to hire the, 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 the salespeople that are just, it, it's, it's, it's never high enough. It's never good enough. And they're constantly stretching. But now let's back up a little bit. All of us have salespeople on our staff that aren't that way. And so instead of standing around talking about what you don't have, use what they do have. You've got some talented people. Just sometimes their perspective is a little bit different than yours. And so what you have to do is, is, is you, you have to equip them to never say never. You you have to help equip them to never be satisfied with an approach. Sometimes, you know, uh, let's say, for example, they're out there working with a customer and, and they finally got the customer to demo. Well, then they stop right there They and they come inside and say, hey, man, I got the guy to demo. He didn't want to demo. Well, but you didn't get them inside written up. You didn't professionally ask them to buy the car. So it's being per- persistent. In, in your approach at all times, keep the sale moving. Don't get bogged down in one thought process or one objection. And, 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 uh, you know, you just constantly keep it going as a coach, Thomas, what you have to do though, is, is you have to coach sometimes during the deal and sometimes after the customer leaves. And I think that's where we have to be very hands-on and, and being able to help them see uh, what being persistent uh, is, is all about. So, Another thing too, Thomas, that I think is very important, depending where your salesperson is positioned for the month, if your if your salesperson is having an awful month and it's hey it's midway or are getting you know you're skidding into the, the the final days of the month, 
your salespeople are going to start being pushy. Mm-hmm. And so I think you have to really know the, the attitude of, of your, your sales staff and being able to, you may have to jump in there quickly. You may have to get an, a change of face in there or send a floor manager or yourself and, and, and help them kind of move along because sometimes like what we talked about a few minutes ago is they're, they're wildly swinging for the fence. So jump in if you, if you need be. So, the last thing on this too, Thomas, is I think, I think salespeople, they're, they're, they're owners of their belief system. And your salespeople have to be so bought off on their product and the service that they provide for their customers, Thomas, that, uh, that they're persistent in offering the, the concepts and the ideas of what they can do and what their product can offer to help improve the customer's lives. They have to be bought and sold on the, that kind of belief system. When your salespeople don't believe in what they're doing and what they're selling, they're going to, to perceive themselves more as being pushy and less of being persistent. Now, Marsh, you touched on it a little bit of how a persistent, a normally persistent salesperson can sometimes stray into that pushy territory, um, you know, maybe sometimes without knowing it. Um, what are some of the techniques that that, that person can, can take to avoid or correct that uh, transition? Well, Thomas, if, if you're not pushing, you're not trying hard enough. Mm-hmm. And so as salespeople, what you have to do is you have to push yourself to be persistent in your approach. And, and and I'm not just I'm not just saying just with a customer. See, a lot of times, Thomas, we're, we're, when we talk about persistence, we're talking about staying with a customer. But are you persistent with your day? And so, being persistent in everything that you do, not just one dimensional. Okay, that's pushy. It's being persistent in everything that you do. You have to push yourself, Thomas, to be uh, to be persistent in your approach to your day. Be persistent in making five or ten or fifteen phone calls, whatever you have in in, in uh, you know in store. Being persistent in connecting with with sold and orphan owners. Being persistent in actively finding what what what's on your service drive and striking up a conversation with those customers. Sure, they may not pay off right then and there, but you know what? It it gets it gets the wheels going. It it, it sets it up for a later date that you know what you become top of mind when that customer does decide to get in the market. Being persistent in finding your unfair share. Look, don't worry about how many ups come in the store. I have ambassadors, you know, on my team that that always come in the tower and want to know how many ups we had today. What does that matter? How many ups did you get today? And that's the thing that you have to, what are you doing to actively be persistent in your daily approach? Um, so, you know, that's one thing. Another thing is you've, you've got to find your max. You've got to find your, your niche. And so until you do, you may cross the line, Thomas, and you may come across as pushy, but when you do, and you will, uh, until you find that, 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 that area, because remember it's a razor's edge, don't leave a mess. When you do go too far with the customer, Thomas, acknowledge it. Too often what we do is we ignore the customer's body language. We ignore the fact that all of a sudden we lost the customer. They just break eye contact or you see their whole demeanor changes. And we go and we go and talk to the manager and be like, oh, man, I don't know what happened. Yeah, you do. You left a mess and never leave your customers in that state. So what you have to do is when you're finding your niche is you, you have to you have to find out how far you went, call a foul on yourself, let them know that, hey, guys, I'm, I'm not – I'm not trying to push you. I don't want to make you have to make a rash decision. We're not here for that. I'm just excited that you're here. And then what you what you can do, Thomas, is you can zoom out, 
readdress their needs, and then reapproach. Sometimes it means you have to get off the subject altogether and, and then get back on, hitting on some of the subjects that they like to do or their hobbies they like to do, if they like to fish or hunt or whatever it is, and, or if they like to talk about their grandkids or whatever, and then gr- gradually uh, bump your approach back toward um, you know, trying to, to readdress those customers' needs and, and progress the sale. Now, Marsh, we all know that the uh, the objections are, are are part of the game, and uh, every sale is unique. But in general, uh, what are some of the method, methods a salesperson can use to be persistent with with customers' objections rather than pushy? Hmm. Um, you, you know, Thomas, customers are they're contractually obligated to offer up objections. <laughs> uh, so, you know, they're they're going to offer the objections. It's not, it's not a bad thing. Uh, and and what what you have to understand as a salesperson is is take it professionally, not personally. Customers they they, they may be objecting because there could be some underlying factors, Thomas. They they that maybe you haven't gotten to the root of. So uh, be very curious in what you do. So if you if if you talking to your customers, if you can't clearly articulate based on facts, not assumptions, if you can't clearly articulate what the, the, the objection is and why, then you haven't asked enough questions. So you have to dig a little bit deeper and you have to stay curious and, and do not assume in this business. So when the customer voices a concern, they're giving you permission, Thomas, to ask more questions. And, and so you just keep asking questions. And let's say, for in, instance, a customer, occasionally you'll get a customer say, look, Marsh, that's none of your business. Let them know why you're asking the question. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm asking this question in order to, to, to get a better feel on why this is, you know, a, a valid objection. You know, sometimes they're just smoke screens is what they are. You know, Thomas, it's amazing what a customer will tell you in 10 minutes. Uh, I mean, if, if a customer feels open to you, they'll, they'll tell you their whole life story, how one of their teams went, you know, you know, went and stole a car and drove away. I mean, they'll tell you their whole life story in 10 minutes. It's amazing. And so what we have to do is, is, is listening really Thomas. It's, it's a lost art form. And sometimes what you have to do is you got to let them talk. And then as they talk, they feel more comfortable with you. And then you can start guiding the, the, the questions and the direction toward, you know, readdressing their concerns. And Marsh, what one idea would you like our listeners to take with them today? Stay uh, concerning, staying on that, other side of being a persistent salesperson? Well, Thomas, God created food for the birds, but he didn't throw it in the nest. So those birds have to be willing to get out of the nest, face the dangers of this world in order to find what they're looking for. And as a, as a salesperson, you have to do the same thing. It's all about the hustle. And so what you have to do is you got to get out of the nest and find your resistance. Look, you can't fly without resistance. And so my challenge to everybody out there is find your resistance and use it to soar to new heights in your career. Always some positive information. We appreciate your time today, Marsh. Thanks, Thomas, for having me back on. Our guest today has been Marsh Bice, sales manager of Mark Dodge Chrysler Jeep. For more information about his dealership, visit www.markdodge.net. Thanks for listening to the Auto Success Podcast. For more information about Auto Success Magazine, log on to autosuccessonline.com. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about this show or future shows, email us at podcast at autosuccessonline.com. 
Now make it a successful day.